0: you already were. Some of you were already in the vein. The Holy Ghost is in this house right now and we come with authority, the authority of the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. To all of the worship singers and musicians, I want you to know that while you sang and while you gave your best efforts, I want you to know that I felt the battle going on. I felt the battle that you were giving everything you had with the energies that you had. And I also felt the great divide that you were having to tunnel through and pressure through. And the Lord opened my eyes up to something a while ago, and I haven't seen this in a long, long time, but I'm going to tell you a couple of things. You may be seated. I may or may not really get to a text and preaching here for a moment, and some of this is not because I'm in the dark or that I'm not aware of something that has transpired here locally, but way back a number of years ago when I was just a young evangelist getting started in the ministry. I was called away from a revival to go to a place up in the northeastern part of our great state of Louisiana. My wife is fully aware of where we were at. Unfortunately, this was a place that I had been called to and preached and, and preaching in, and it was a, a kinship. It was a kin of mine that I was being called to preach for, insisting, insisting that I would come. And when I got there to the place, I was there for one purpose, and that was to establish home Bible studies and train people in the church on how to teach an effective home Bible study. But as I began to do so in these services, we were going seven nights a week, and uh, as we were doing so every afternoon, I would begin to pray. I would go off to the side of the platform where a prayer room was and would begin to pray. And as I came out one evening, as I stepped out into that sanctuary, and it was a very tall uh, wood truss-type building. As I walked out, standing in the back door, about where the sound system would be, this building was a little longer than this one, I was taken back immediately by what I saw. And when I looked, I seen a huge, huge black silhouette of a figure. that He was standing tall, and he had to duck his head like this, because he was all the way to the peak of it. And as I stepped out, it so frightened me that I fell back into the prayer room and began to pray. I'd been fasting. I thought I was hallucinating. I came back out of there and again that same figure met me. And when the figure met me there, he laughed at me. And it was, it was quite an experience. I was very young. I'd never had an experience like this. I'd never fought or faced a demonic power, especially one of this statue. That night in service, my granddad came to that service and was standing beside me on the platform. And I turned to him and there was worship going on. People were running the aisles. There was all kind of things happening in that service that you would say was victory. But when I turned to my granddad and I looked at him and I said, Papa, what is it that I'm feeling? And immediately he turned to me and pointed his finger at me and said, Boy, don't touch that thing unless God has given you a clear mandate. Well, that frightened me even more. And in that service, I began to worship more, and the Lord expressed to me clearly that He was going to bring a revelation, and that I was going to know exactly the Spirit that was there. And I sensed the darkness. I sensed it was there. All the while, aisles are being run. People are jumping up and down. There was all manner of things that you would say was victory. It was a racetrack there. Well, that, that passed, and for a time, I didn't think about it anymore. Uh, years passed. I moved to Brownsville, Texas, and become the pastor of a very small congregation, about seven members, when my wife and I and my daughter went there. And my daughter, at that time, was very young. How old was she? Maybe a year, 18 months old at the time. And I began to pray for revival. I began to seek God for the moving of the Spirit. And as I did so, one particular night, middle of the night, my little girl, 18 months old, began to scream out loud. And we lived in a very, on the edge of Brownsville, close to a very bad neighborhood. And the worst fears smote me in my heart. I jumped up and ran into her bedroom. And she was huddled up in the corner, pointing up at the corner, saying, Make it go away, Daddy, make it go away. And as I looked in there, there was this huge hulking figure with red glowing eyes, and was laughing and uh, kind of motioning as if he was going to take my daughter. I began to plead the blood of Jesus, and as I did, this figure became smaller and smaller. Now, I don't know exactly why I felt compelled to tell this, because I don't talk about things like this. But a while ago, it was brought back to my mind what Brother Herod, preaching the other night, talked about the other day a great uh, spirit of, uh, that overcame him in Spain. Here in the past year of the pandemic and all, and he felt this, this huge blackness and hulking figure. And it's no secret that the churches are battling around our nation right now. There are wars going on in the spirit realm that you don't even have an inkling of an idea of what's happening and while I was here, while I go worshiping, I had my wife by the hand As his brother Stevenson said, instantly the Lord allowed me to see again a black hulking figure that would like to come in and bring a divided thought, a divided spirit, and a division of mind of what God wants to do. And it's not anything wrong in the church. It's not that there's people fighting. It's not that you're against your pastor. Amen. It's because when I turned off of the road up here from Jonesville, amen, the Lord let me... To- no while ago this church is strategically located. If I ever felt an anointing right now, I feel it clearly. It's strategically located and there is dark regions all around. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I come standing here right now with the authority of the name of the Lord to let you know Amen. You've already got enough power. You've already got enough strength. You may feel weary in your mind, weary in your body, and you don't even know what you're battling against, but come on, lift up your voice and praise right now. Amen. Because the Lord has given you the victory. If you will claim it, if you will take it, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. ha Himara mahataya. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. I'm not done just yet. I'm telling you, I feel in the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. There's some of you got things going on that you haven't even mentioned. You haven't even talked about it. Your pastor don't know what you're dealing with. Amen. He senses in the Spirit. Amen. But you got it buried down. I'm going to tell you right now, I stand here tonight with a mandate of the Holy Ghost to let you know, Amen, that you can have the victory. Amen. It is yours tonight if you'll lay claim on it in the name of Jesus right now, praise God is it alright if I take a little time amen, to wait upon the Holy Ghost to take charge and control right now, amen, I don't know all of you, amen, but I know God, amen, I know His voice and I know the leading of His Spirit tonight, amen, come on if you'll stand up right now and lift up your hand and shout it in the name of Jesus, that darkness that's overtaken you, amen He's going to push it aside and light, amen, is going to come rushing. Sing in into your spirit now in the name of Jesus. Come on, clap your hands right now and give the Lord a shout of praise in the name of the Lord. Whoa, oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Now turn to the word of the Lord. I want to read a passage of scripture for you. Amen. And I warred with this. I wanted to go in another direction, but I want to read this tonight and I'm going to do my best to just follow in the Holy Ghost. I confess to you that physically, mentally, amen, even spiritually, I don't feel at my very best. Amen. But I know what I feel. The Holy Ghost comes in and makes a difference. And I feel an energy right now in the spirit, and I believe your pastor was on it. Amen. There is a break in this house tonight. Amen. If you'll be willing to battle with it. Amen. Some of you got some things you're battling with. Amen. I don't know this church or congregation. I couldn't name over one or two of you. Amen. But I know what I feel in the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 10 and verse 24. I want to read two verses of scripture there for you. And I'll also go to Deuteronomy 2 and 24. Joshua chapter 10 and verse 24. Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said unto the captains of the men of war which went with him, come near Put your feet upon the necks of these kings. Now you can name whatever those kings are in your life. Something that's rising up against the power and the victory that you have in your life of the Holy Ghost. There are those things that want to rise up. And the man of God called for the leaders to come and put their... Feet upon the necks of these kings. And as they came near and put their feet upon the necks of them, Joshua said unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage, for thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom ye fight. Anybody in here got a battle going on? Amen. Anybody in here will confess it? I'm telling you, there is a victory for you. Deuteronomy 2 and verse 24. Rise ye up, take your journey, and pass over the river Arnon. Behold, I have given into thy hands Sihon the Amorite king of Heshbon and his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. When we look at that same verse in the basic Bible English translation, it says, Get up now and go on your journey crossing over the valley of Arnon. See, I have given into your hand Sihon, the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and all his land. Go forward to make it yours and make war on him. Praise God. Amen. I want to speak to you tonight. If you need a title for it, I'm just going to title it this way, Promised Victory If You Fight. Amen. Promised victory if you fight. Everybody sit in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Thank you, Brother Stevenson, for the honor of the invite to come back to this great church and minister here again. There is a liberty that I feel in the Holy Ghost right now, and I thank you, saints of God, for that. The last time we were here, we were installing your pastor at that time, and I don't remember how many years there has been so much happening. The past year, my memory is failing me quickly between two hurricanes, a pandemic, a flood, and torn up church and houses, and say I want to say a big, big, big thank you to you men that came down to Calcasieu Parish, and you went to many of the homes of our people, and you cleaned up in short order. You gentlemen know what you're doing with a chainsaw, and you know how to move stuff about, and uh, y'all made a huge difference in a very short period of time. Today, and where we're living right now, Without a question, without a doubt, the devil is doing his best to beat up on the family. Our nation and the rulings of law and things that are coming about in our school systems, things that are happening all across this land is a lawlessness, and there is a war that is going on. And I know that without a doubt, some of you through this past year of pandemic most likely experienced the battle of money possibly a lost job because of things shutting down. And we're still struggling in our economy and what's going on in the rebuild after the hurricanes. Our home is still practically untouched. Our building still standing, but is going to come down. And our, uh, in our gymnasium, it's still not yet completed. The battle that is going on is not only it is a spiritual battle, but there is also a physical war that's happening as well. It's one thing to fight things in the spirit. It's one thing to fight things in the flesh. But when you have a battle going on and both of them are joined together, and you pray and there seems to be no answer, and there is an emptiness or a a silence, there is nothing more deafening than the silence of God. When you pray and God doesn't answer, that is the most deafening sound that anyone as a child of God can experience. And so if we know what's going on, it's a flesh war. It's a spiritual war. The question that I would have for you tonight is what are you going to do about it? When you come to the house of God, when you sing the songs of Zion, when you get in here and you begin to worship, amen, and you start pressing in, and you feel that wall, you feel that barrier that is there that's keeping you from that real victory that you have experienced somewhere in the past, I have to ask you, are you going to accept the new normal? Or are you going to step out of line and say, nope, not going to march that way, not going to march to that beat. I'm going to rise up and I'm going to battle. I'm going to do what I've been called to do. There is a promised victory for the child of God that will not be content to accept things as they are, but desires to have a victory and will battle for it. Praise God. Amen. Many of the people of God in this land today are not totally familiar with spiritual warfare. But the Word of God clearly identifies to us the battle. Luke 10 and 19 teaches us, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. These verses tell us something. You have to go after it. You're going to have to get engaged in the battle. You're going to, have to, you're going to have to be willing to sweat a little bit. You're going to have to be willing to press a little bit or push, if you please. The door of opportunity is marked with the letters P-U-S-H. And I know we have, in, we have acronymed them to be PRAY until something happens But any way you place it and acronym it, it is a battle that is ensuing. If you're going to have victory in your prayer life, guess what? You're not going to always feel like praying. Guess what? There's going to be days that you pray and it seems that nothing is happening at all. You pray for someone and watch them walk further away from God rather than closer to God. Brothers and sisters, there has never been a time in my life And I am now 65 years of age. And I've seen a few things in my experience in Pentecost. But I've never seen the church have the struggle that we are having right now. And our faith has never been injured in the way that it has been injured in this past year. We have prayed for great men of God with great fervor. We prayed and we fasted. And yet Eli Hernandez passed on anyway. Brother Johnson passed on anyway. Brother George Guy passed on anyway. And I could name all 47 others that I know of. And the church prayed. The church fasted. The church done their part. But God did not step in and stop the pandemic. So there must be something in this that He allowed and wants us to go through and learn from. But now we're in the place where we're sitting with an injured faith. The church and the ministry. It's not just the church. It's the ministry also. I deeply appreciate the spirit of this camp meeting this last week as men of God got up and one after the other begin to preach faith unto the camp meeting and begin to let us know that if we can claim it, if we can speak it, and we can believe it, we can receive it. Amen. And that falls right into the face of what we're battling with. Some of the things that we sang tonight, we begin to weep and we begin to worship, but yet in the back of our mind we know that we are struggling can I remind you my title tonight there is a promised victory but you're going to have to fight amen the very depiction in this story that we're looking at and seeing here these kings that were brought out of a prison out of a out of a cave where they had been held in and the man of God pulls them out and he calls upon the leaders of the church and says come on I want you to put your feet on the neck of these kings the neck is the most vulnerable part of the body of a man. If you're in a battle, if they get you into a headlock and they begin to squeeze, they can snap the bones in the neck. And it's the easiest way to squeeze life out of the human body is to break the neck and to squeeze around the neck. And what the man of God was saying, amen, come on out here. I'm going to show you something. We're going to put your feet on the neck of these kings and, and whatever that king represents, For some it may be a battle of pornography and that is a raging battle in our world today. The eye is taking in things and there are spirits that are connected with that. And for others it's the battle of finances. It may be the battle in a marriage. It may be the battle, amen, that you've just grown weary and don't feel like serving God any longer. Can I tell you tonight, Jesus has given every man, every woman, every young person in here the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and you have the authority to do so. I know the devil would like to beat you up and make you feel like you've been losing all this past year, amen, but would you stand to your feet right now and plant a foot upon the king that's been bugging you and tormenting you and troubling you, amen, from pastor, amen, all the way down to the youngest of children and young people. Young people, I'm proud of the way you worship tonight I wished I could take you all home with me because we're battling where I'm at right now I'm preaching victory but I must confess to you I'm pastoring a church that's in the midst of a war right now amen I know you are also I felt it in here tonight the spirit of it amen young people don't let anything rob you of your praise I don't care how much you're discouraged I don't care how down you may feel amen come on the weapons of our warfare they are my through God. Amen. These weapons can pull down strongholds. They can take care of imaginations and and arguments and theories, things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. I come to declare to you tonight, there is a promised victory for Wallace Ridge. Amen. What I started off with tonight ought to be enough word of God for you right now to know the battle you're in. Amen. God knows where you're at. Yes, there's a darkness on either end of the this road but there is a light in this house tonight and that dark image ain't gonna stay here we're gonna take dominion and authority over it and we're gonna run him out of here with our worship and our praise tonight come on clap and praise your your god again in jesus name <laughs> praise god amen <laughs> say pastor i'm not so certain about all this spiritual warfare stuff you may be seated Amen. I understand that there are those that feel like these things are just natural phenomena of life, nature, things that are coming to battle against us. Brother Ewing said this one day, and I understood it somewhat. My brother that plays the guitar and the sister that plays the keyboard and the sister that's kind of the lead over here on the side will understand this. There are some people that are not even blessed with a sense of rhythm. They couldn't keep, they couldn't clap, if they wanted to. Your pastor, when he sang in our choir, Amen. We gave him a mic and turned it off, but we kept him in the choir for one reason: is because he knew how to worship. Yeah. <laughs> he might not have been the one that was the lead voice. And could carry the song the right way. But he knew how to move with it. Amen. He had the rhythm. He knew how to move with that song. And so we kept him up there. I've had many people like that through the years. I knew of one church. Their guitar player. Amen. They had headphones on him. And they would turn him up in his own headphones. But shut him off in the audience. Because he literally couldn't play. But he knew how to move with the rhythm. There was a feeling with the music. It was there. And folks, there are some people that come to the house of God and when the power of God begins to move, Amen. they don't have a sense of what's going on. Brother Ewan said you ought to feel sorry for people that don't even know how to feel the music. He said that's a horrible thing to not even be able to feel it. I want to ask you tonight, if any of you in here, Amen, have you felt something in the Spirit tonight? Whether you really got into it or not, did you feel it? Amen. To sense the presence of God and to know that something's going on. You don't have to know... How to do it perfectly. Amen. But if you get into the move of what God's doing, Amen, He has given you a promised victory, but you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to fight for it. In Joshua chapter 6, the great walls that surrounded the city of Jericho, God promised the children of Israel that He would give them that city. But there were orders that were given into how it was to be done. They were to march around that city, and they carried that word, and they obeyed it. They marched around that city those six days, and on that seventh day, they marched around those seven times, and on that final time, they began to blow their trumpets, and the shout of victory that went forth, and we know the story, the walls fell down flat. I believe that one of the greatest problems in the church today is that Many people are not trained to are equipped to know how to engage the enemy in battle. When you clap your hands and you lift your voice, there's more going on than you just obeying what a preacher or a, a worship leader at the front is saying. There is something happening in the spiritual realm. Some of you see these youngsters come running around here, little kids and young people. And sometimes the older adults will look and say, Oh, I wonder what spirit they're really feeling. You know, there's more going on than what meets the eye. There is a training process that is happening. It's an aggravation to the devil when these precious young people will step out and begin to worship God. But you know let me tell you something else. Amen. It doesn't need to be just the young people. Mom and Dad, if you won't pray young people, you need to be praying also. If you want worshiping young people in a future in this church, you need to be worshiping, amen, and faithful to the house of God as well. Amen, there's a battle going on. There is a promised victory. I see great promise right here in this young generation. But there's going to have to be a fight. There's going to be a battle that's going on. The majority of the church world has lived so long with a comfortable feeling, amen, that we're the children of God and we enjoy that, That heavenly Father, amen, It's going to look out for us and take care of us. And that is absolutely true. I do believe our heavenly Father takes care of us. I do believe that with all of my heart. Many times He does things for me that I'm not even aware. He kept me from an auto accident I wasn't even aware of. He protected me. He healed my body. He raised me up out of a hospital bed, amen, from cancer. I know about a heavenly Father that cares and watches out for us. But if we're not careful we get into the mindset of just letting daddy god take care of something amen and forgetting what our part is as well our part we're going to have to take up the weapons of warfare and we're going to have to battle amen the scripture tells us these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall to lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Praise God. <laughs> Laughingly, here the other day my wife told me, she said, you need to lay hands on yourself. Amen. And she was making a little joke there because there's a great well-known evangelist Amen, on television, amen, laid hands on himself and fell out Amen. as the power of God hid himself after praying for himself. Well, you know what? It might not hurt for some of us to lay hands on ourselves. Amen. You wouldn't accept it maybe from somebody else, but why don't you lay hands on somebody and trust that word of God. Amen. There's a promised victory, but we're going to have to go to war for it. Every time you walk through those doors, amen, you're coming in to engage and to strengthen yourself as an army, as a warrior. Amen. Getting ready to go back out into the mission field to do a battle. Amen. Can you hear what I'm preaching tonight? I know some of you sitting there trying to figure me out. Amen. But I'm just about done. I'm not going to keep you all night because I know what I stepped up here, what I felt, amen, it's in this house right now. And if you're willing to rise to it to rise to the occasion and say, I'm tired of getting pushed around, I'm tired of getting pushed down, amen, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rise up and I'm going to battle in the spirit with pastor. I'm going to battle in the spirit Amen. with my worship leaders. I'm going to battle with those that are playing the keyboard and the guitar. Amen, we're going to worship together and when we go out of here, we're going to walk in that promised victory that God has for us. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord again. <laughs> amen. 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 Hallelujah. Now we are promised that victory. Second Corinthians 2 and 14 says, Now, thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge. By us in every place. This scripture stands absolutely upon the premise that you and I are going to fight. There is going to be a battle. I don't know what you are tired of. But I'm tired of the devil doing things to our families. I'm tired of seeing precious young couples. I'm tired of seeing them grow weary in the battle and walking away. I'm tired of seeing such as Brother Doyle Cox, your pastor's wife, her stepdad, and we prayed, and thank you for praying. God is good, and he's out of the hospital now. And that wasn't supposed to happen. In fact, I know of a doctor that literally shook his head and said, there's nothing we can do for him. It's over. But you know what? There was a war begin to go. And your pastor and his wife was in that hospital, in that waiting area that day, and we began to pray. And Sister Bridget's mom began to pray in the Holy Ghost after we had quit. You know what was going on? Sister Brenda said, I'm not going to stop right here. Amen, I've got a victory. She told me from day one, she said, I feel it's going to be all right. Amen, I feel a peace in my spirit. Even when the doctor said, it's not going to work. This is nothing we can do. Amen, on the ventilator he goes and it's going to be curtains. And we know, Amen. most that go on the ventilator never come off. But she began to pray in the Holy Ghost in front of a brother, amen, that was not in front of an an uncle, a brother, amen, that wasn't living for God, for others that were in the family that are are not living for God, that are of another faith, that don't believe in the miracles like we do. But she kept on battling. She kept on praying in the Holy Ghost, and it, it brought Brother Stevenson and myself back into the prayer time again, because there was a war going on. What about you, Mom? What about about you dad what have you got going on somewhere in your extended family I stand tonight amen I can't tell you everything that is going on in the war that my wife and I are dealing with right now amen but I'm not going to give up just yet I've got a promise victory amen that I'm going to hold on to amen is there a child of God in here that's worn and weary and tired I come to remind you we got a mandate from the word of God that there is a victory but we're going to have to fight for it and so fight we shall fight we shall we're going to clap our hands we're going to raise our voice unto God and we're going to keep on being faithful to the house of God backing up the man of God and we're going to have victory in the name of Jesus praise God praise God amen I know this that there's an anointing in this house right now And every one of you that are Holy Ghost-filled, born-again believers in Jesus Christ, there is an anointing that's on your life that you most likely are not even aware of. I think it would do you good right now to turn and look at somebody on either side of you and say, I'm anointed. Amen. Some of you are afraid to do it. But I think we ought to do something else just a little bit further. I want you to say it out loud with me. Devil, Devil. I'm anointed. anointed. I think we need to do it again. Devil, Devil. I'm anointed. anointed. Acts 10.38 How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. In 1 John 2 and 20 but you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. In 2 Corinthians one twenty-one, Now he which establisheth within you Christ, and hath anointed us, is God. So when I'm telling you to tell one another that you're anointed, it's to get you to believe that what you're hearing coming from your mouth, that it is true. And when you tell it to the devil, the thing I didn't tell you is now that you've spoken it to him, get ready for it. There's going to be something that's going to rise. Amen. And you're going to know for sure you're in a battle. But I come to remind you one more time of my title. There is a promised victory, but you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to battle for it. I know that some of you men are old enough. Most of you young guys won't even have a clue of what I'm talking about. But back in my younger days, it was illegal, unholy, unsanctified, and it was a beaten offense if I got caught with a comic book. You didn't have funny books. You didn't read the funny papers. That was off limits. Some of you are looking at me like, huh? We need a little funnies right now, don't we, this world we're in. But I was raised, and we were we were separate and apart, and so funny books wasn't accepted but i loved I loved to read those Superman comic books, and every time I could find one, I had my hiding places. I had a coffee can buried in the backyard, and it had my funny books in it. <laughs> I guarantee you, I could go dig beside that house, and I guarantee you, there's still some coffee cans there somewhere, about three feet under the ground. But there was also something else in those comic books. Generally, somewhere around the back of it, there was this a little additional comic, and it wasn't really a comic strip. It was, it was a, it was a, an advertisement. And there was this little old skinny guy, and he's on the beach with his beautiful girlfriend. And they're all laid out on the towel, sunbathing. And then this big old muscle-bound dude comes walking by, and he kicks sand in the face of the skinny guy. The skinny guy's crying and holding his eyes, and the muscle-bound guy kind of throws him aside and kind of gives him the boot and takes his girlfriend. And the skinny guy goes off whimpering and crying. But time goes on. And about a month down the line... The big old muscle-bound guy is sitting on the beach with the beautiful girl that he stole from the skinny, wimpy guy, only for another muscle-bound guy to come walking up. and said, if you don't mind, I'm going to take back what's mine. And he kicks sand in the bully's face and reaches down and takes the hand of his girlfriend and goes marching off with her. And you know, Charles Atlas sold a lot of stuff. Just over those little deals there. Any of you guys remember what I'm talking about? The crux of the story and all of that is this. The skinny guy got tired of getting pushed around. He got tired of what was his being taken from him and stolen from him. And so he goes and begins to do something about it. He begins to get, he get in shape and he begins to prepare for that time. What is it that makes the difference there? Well, you could say it was because he started working out and that would probably be true. But you could say this, he got tired of being stolen from. He got tired of having dirt kicked in his face. He got tired of things being taken from him unjustly and unduly. I'm tired of coming to the house of God. Amen. And the presence of God is wanting to break in. But because there's a bully that's trying to take away our our freedom of liberty and worship in the Holy Ghost, you know what happens when you begin to clap your hands and you begin to lift your voice? Amen, you're beginning to tell that bully. Amen, enough is enough. Amen, you're not taking this from me. I'm going to take it all back. It belongs to me. I'm going to claim the promise of victory. Amen, and you're not taking it from me anymore. If you believe that, clap your hands and shout unto the Lord right now. Amen. Are you willing to fight for it? Are you willing to fight for it? How much are you willing to fight for it? You that are sitting in here tonight that have not broken through to any form of a victory tonight. In fact, you're weary. You're tired. You're not a bad individual. You're in the house of God. You showed up. You came. But neither did you step out. Neither did you step into the time of worship. Neither did you begin to lift your hands and feel after the presence of God. The bully is taken from you. And your praise has been robbed. And you're not there where you once were. You have somehow or another lost that. And so I'm asking you tonight... Amen. Are you willing to fight for it? I'll tell you this. I know a pastor and I believe there's several other people in here tonight that's willing to fight for you. Amen. This afternoon I've been texting as I was driving. I know you're not supposed to do that. Amen. But I text several because they was not in the house of God today. And I want to know why. I want to know why you didn't come to God's house. I know the pandemic's got us all comfortable sitting in pajamas and eating Cheetos and and drinking coffee on the couch. But Let me tell you something, folks. What I felt in this house tonight, you can't get that at home. You can't get that sitting on the couch eating Cheetos. Amen. The presence of the Lord that is in this room right now. Amen. Those that are watching online, I'm glad we can do that. But I'm going to tell you something. You can't get at home what's in this house right now. So those of you that are in here now, why don't you go ahead and make good use of your time. And why don't you clap your hands and lift your voice and magnify the Lord with me right now. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Amen. If we're going to get to Jesus, there's going to be a battle that's going to go on. There was a man that was lame. He could not get to Jesus. But four of his friends determined, you know what, we're going to find a way to get him there. When they got to the front door, it was all blocked up. There was no way inside. But Jesus was in the house. And they could have simply said, sorry Charlie, Amen. we can't get you in there. Let's go home. We'll try again tomorrow night. We'll come a little earlier. But no, those four men determined, Amen. they've already determined, we're going to have the promise. Promise that is ours, and they said, You know what? Let's climb up on the roof. It just might be we can remove the tile up here and let him down right in front of Jesus. They found a way to get there. If you clapped your hands and felt nothing, if you lifted your hands and felt nothing, I wonder if I've got four other people in here right now that has felt the presence of God that would jump to their feet right now, amen, and yell it out, amen. Come on, we'll help you get the victory, we'll help you get the promise that is yours. Come Come on, look right now. If you're sitting here and you're not feeling all that you wanted to feel, look at these people on their feet that's saying, come on, we'll battle for you. We'll fight for you. There's a promise that is yours. There is a promise for you. And we will fight that battle for you now. Praise God. I'm just about done. I won't be much longer. Amen. I want to finish with just a couple of more things. And you know about the Syrophoenician woman, amen, whose daughter was possessed with the devil. She came to Jesus, but the disciples intercepted her and they told her, you need to go away. We're going to send her away. Jesus, amen, we're going to send her away. She's crying after us and we're going to send her away. And the words that came to this lady, amen, was something that would probably drive many of us away. When she came and she cries unto Jesus, Have mercy on me. I have a daughter that is grievously vexed with the devil. And and the response came back from Jesus unexpectedly. Amen. I would even be shocked about it because of who is speaking it. But he said it's not right to give the children's meat to the dogs. If if that would have been me, I'd have walked outside sold up. Amen. Wondering what this is all about. But not this lady. She was in a battle. She was battling for something and she said I'm not going to stop until I get that victory that is promised for me and so she said Lord it's true I understand that the the children's meat shouldn't go to the dogs but don't the dogs even get the crumbs that falls from the master's table amen Jesus couldn't deny that and Jesus couldn't put it aside friend no matter how unworthy you feel no matter how low you may feel right now come on you got a right to the crumbs of the master's table amen you got a right to cry out unto him. You say, but pastor, you don't know how much I have failed God in the past. Amen. Thank God you're in the house tonight and you can have the victory that is promised for you and to never go back and fall by that sin again. Come on, clap your hands and worship him right now for the promise is yours. Amen. Amen. She was willing to submit herself to the treatment. Because she was wanting the promise that it was hers. As I'm closing tonight, and let's go ahead and stand. I've already said that three times. I'm going to keep my promise now. Amen. One little guy, one time the visitors asked him, what does that mean when he says And in conclusion, little boy said it means nothing. <laughs> and for a Pentecostal preacher, sometimes that's the truth. I've stepped up here tonight and was not anticipating What I felt the Lord move on me a while ago. And the stories that I told, I don't go around telling them idly. In fact, I don't tell them from the pulpit. Most of the time, it's only in private conversations with someone that I tell because I'm not seeking for any glory whatsoever. I want you to know that God gets the glory and all. But you're standing in here tonight and you are the called, you are the chosen. You are the anointed. And you have the name of Jesus. If you're in this house tonight and you're not living victoriously for the Lord right now, if you have ever been baptized in Jesus' name and you were ever filled with the power and the gift of the Holy Ghost, even if you've fallen cold into the wayside, I want you to know that there is still enough God of love and mercy and grace for you. And He still loves you. He is your Heavenly Father. I believe strongly right now that there are more than one someones in this church. You love this church, or you wouldn't be here. Something drew you here tonight, and yet when you got here, you felt yourself kind of pulled back. But you still have the Word of God. The power of the blood of Jesus Christ is still an effect on your life. The righteousness of God is still an effect. And there is still a light that wants to get out and gleam and go beyond yourself and light it up for someone else. I am going to ask you tonight, if you're here and you don't have victory tonight, how long are you going to let that bully, the devil, kick dirt in your face? And take the most blessed thing away from you. How long are you going to put up with that? When are you going to rise up? And when are you going to recognize the Lord showed me a darkness, a spirit of darkness? Which one are you going to heed to? The spirit of Christ or the spirit of darkness? This world is going to get darker in the months and the years to come. It's not going to get any better, y'all. It's not going to get any better. There's going to be more lawlessness. There's going to be more murders. There's going to be more crime. I fully expect at some point there's going to be mandated vaccinations. I fully expect that there is going to be some other things that are mandated. That goes against the grain of us. It's good old Americans, red-blooded. But this is more, folks, than just a pandemic. There is a spirit that was released And everything you see going on in America right now is just a a picture, a microcosm of what's going on in the spirit realm. If you could fully recognize you that are cold, that are not really on fire with God, if you could fully recognize tonight what's affecting you, and you could really see the war that's trying to deafen your ears to me even right now. And keep you from stepping fully in the promised victory that God has for you. You'd jump out of where you're sitting right now and you'd run to this altar. And you'd call out upon God for mercy. And you'd get the promise that I'm telling you is yours tonight. Promised victory. But you're going to have to fight for it. And the fight's going to be in an altar. The fight's going to be in your worship. The fight's going to be in your faithfulness. The fight. The fight. We're all in it. We can't run from it. We can't steer away from it. The fight. What about you, young men? What about you, sir, ma'am? Amen. I know that in the, in a congregation of this size, I know where I'm at, what I feel. And I'm waiting on you right now. If you'll step out, God will manifest Himself to you in power and authority. I don't know you. I don't know anyone here, but come on, I'm waiting on you right now. I'm waiting on you. Amen. I know this Word has gone forth with power. Don't walk away. Don't walk away. Walk to the front. Make yourself available unto God. And when you get here, open it up unto the Lord. Come on, if you're battling with something that's a war of the flesh, lustful spirits, something that's trying to rob you to the pleasure of the world, make your way to an altar right now and begin to call out upon the Lord. Now to the saints of God, be alert to those that are around you. And I want you to begin to lift your voice in worship and in praise right now and if there is somebody that's struggling, amen, why don't you take the authority that is already yours in the name of Jesus come on ministering, brethren, those of you that are helping your pastor and ladies those of you that are helping Amen. be sensitive to those, you know your church I don't, come on reach over and lay hands on somebody right now in faith in the name of Jesus, go ahead singers lead us in worship right now
1: Your voice and sing for joy. Clap your hands, make a joyful noise. Roll the trumpets and shout. We're praising, for the victory. We're praising for the victory. The weapons we use are not bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight. We're praising for the victory. Praise and for. Show. We're praising for the victory, We're praising for the victory. The weapons we use are not bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight. We're praising for the victory, We're praising for the victory. Gideon had only three hundred men. All David had was a slingshot in his hand. Worship was present, and their out a plan. In the Lord for the enemy Lift up your voice and sing for joy. Let your hands, make a joyful noise. Blow the trumpets and shout. We're praising for the victory. We're praising for the victory. The weapons we use are not bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight. praising for the victory, lift up your voice and sing for joy. Clap your hands, make a joyful noise. Roll the trumpets and shout. We're praising for the victory. Praise and for the victory. The weapons we use are not bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight. We're praising for the victory. Praise and for the victory. The victory. There is a way. To have victory all the time Even when it seems you're surrounded by enemy lies Praising the Lord makes the devil confused Worship puts him out of his mind He knows he's been everything retreats So lift up your voice and sing for joy to joy to no, the joyful noise, long the trumpets to shout. We're praising for the victory. Praising for the victory. praising for the victory. The weapons we use are not bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight. We're praising for the victory. Praising for the victory. praising for the victory. Lift up your voice and sing for joy. A joyful noise, the trumpets a shout. We're praising for the victory, praising for the victory. The weapons we use are not bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight. Praise it for the victory, praise it for the victory. the Oh, Joshua said on that last time around, blow the trumpets and shout, those caved in when the people began. So lift up your voice and sing for joy, Lift your hands, make a joyful noise, blow the trumpets and shout. Praising for the victory the weapons we use are not bombs and guns Worship is the way that the battle is won This is the way that we fight We're praising for the victory Praising for the victory Lift up your voice and sing for joy Clap your hands, make a joyful noise Blow the trumpets and shout We're praising for the victory We're praising for the victory Worship is the
2: way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight. We're praising for the Hallelujah. victory. I want you to reach over and grab somebody right now, all over this building, and we're going to push together because nobody fights by themselves in the kingdom of God. You may feel like you're by yourself, but your feelings will lie to you. As they begin to sing, I want you to begin to press and begin to pray and begin to worship and to begin to praise in the name of the Lord Jesus because as you do it, you're going to begin to feel something rise up in you. Come on, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, let there be that promised victory. In the name of Jesus, God give them their fight back. God give them their passion back. Let them see the victory. I can't stop praising His name. I just can't stop praising His name. I just can't stop praising His name, Jesus. I can't
1: stop praising Him. Praising His name, I just can't stop. Praising His name, I just can't stop. Praising His name, Jesus. No, I can't stop praising Him. In his name, Jesus. Sing every knee shall bow. Every knee shall just can't stop praising his name I just can't stop praising his, his name Jesus, Jesus. I, I can't stop praising name. I can't stop praising his name I just can't stop praising his name I just can't stop praising his name, praising his name. I mean, Jesus, Jesus. Well, he's been so good to me I, I can't, can't stop praising his name I just can't stop praising I just can't stop praising His name, Jesus. Jesus No, I can't stop praising Him I can't stop praising His name, I just i can't stop praising his name i just can't stop praising his name i just can't stop praising his name Jesus i can't stop praising i can't stop praising his name I just can't stop praising his name i just can't stop praising his name Jesus Joyful noise, blow the trumpets and shout. We're praising for the victory. We're praising for the victory. The weapons we use are not bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight. We're praising for the victory. We're praising for the victory. Lift up your voice and sing for joy. Clasp your hands, make a joyful noise. Oh, the trumpets are shouting. We're, We're praising for the victory. We're praising for the victory. The weapons we use are not bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight.